You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Shayna Alverson, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your co- I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and um, we are, well, I'm very excited to announce our official new co-host, who you guys already know if you've listened to uh, any of the most recent Her Body episodes, Shayna Alverson. Welcome, and I am so, so excited to have you not only be on the show with me again, but be a ongoing co-host because I've been in search for quite some Yay! time now and um, I just have so much fun talking to you. Me too and I'm really excited too. So I I can't wait to talk to about talk about all sorts of inappropriate things. <laughs> I hope that everyone is ready for that by the way. <laughs> I think I, they I'm, are. People like that. Knowing kind of me, n- yeah, knowing me and knowing the two of us, it's going to happen. <laughs> Which is great because I think it's a really good balance because I tend to hold my tongue too much um, and not say things that I want to for fear of like being inappropriate. And I think you're totally comfortable just saying whatever you want, which is awesome. (laughs) And I want to be more like that. So you might just, you know, be able to take the lead um, and and egg me on a little bit to actually like rant more than I normally would. I might even throw a swear word out, which is very unlikely. Oh, my goodness. I know. You did. You swore, though, when you interviewed me because you said we were going to shoot the shit. And it actually surprised me because... (laughs) I, I do know how appropriate you try to be. <laughs> well, it's just I've always I've never but been have... comfortable swearing. It's a weird thing. I'm not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the only time I, mean, I do swear better than a good swear it, word. Sometimes just there's not any other word that will do. So it's true. It's usually when I hurt myself. Like I hit my funny bone oh. the other day, and like f bombs were flying, and then I got body work <laughs> yesterday. Like intense body work, and uh, by Monty Spicer, who, if anybody of you guys listened to Biojacked when we first first started, Monty Spicer was on the show, and uh, he uh, he does an ama- amazing body work, and actually works with a lot of the Raiders players. So super strong, crazy strong, um, and there were definitely some swear words flying when got the body work. <laughs> Definitely. Is he the guy you were telling me about the other day that essentially just tortures you? <laughs> Pretty much. I pay him to torture me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like I have a new body after I leave him. Like, I get up off the table yeah. and I walk around and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it's supposed to feel like to be normal. <laughs> I feel like if a, a body work person is really not giving you your money's worth if you're not, like white knuckling it and cursing through at least half of the session like agreed agreed like i'm usually sweating it's tough but you gotta it's true yeah but you need it it's like taking your car in for a tune-up yeah exactly and then you need to take a break he's like do you want to give you like a leather strap to bite on (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) hold this for your teeth let me get the whiskey exactly (laughs) oh Oh, that'd be really funny. Yes, I've never been accused of holding my tongue, just so you know. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, will make ranting about all the things we've already talked about, wanting to rant about, that much more fun. So I look forward to any and all future oh my conversations. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you say rant, I all of a sudden get this like certain look on my face that's just like... Well, no one can see me, so that's not really helpful, but you should know. I have a look right now. Is it like the uh, the Austin Powers pinky in the mouth look? You know, like <laughs> no, sort of evil. No, it's a evil... little bit angrier than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, those are the instances where I wish we did do a video recording because 
I, I am very yeah. like, animated when I talk too. So like my hands are always flying around, and I'm like, there's a lot of body language that nobody else can see. You're a and hand I talk, too. yeah, and I talk as if people can see me. I'm like doing air quotes and all of that, and realize I'm I'm alone in the room. So not quite as uh, impactful as it would if people could see what I was actually doing. <laughs> it's okay. I entertain you myself. You can't talk way. without your hands. You can't. Can it's really that? hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but I think that's also why I like liked doing a lot of the in-person training, which maybe you experience too, mm-hmm. because you do get to see people in person um, when you're coaching. Yeah. Is is I like that demonstration and also the you know the external cues that you get from the clients in terms of like you know how they're reading you whether they're understanding um, yeah you know just kind of reading body language it's uh it's fun yeah and I body like, language I like... is huge in coaching yes definitely definitely and I feel like yeah. you just but recently I feel like that's, that's mm-hmm. such a huge part of coaching is reading people and not just you know watching how they move but also reading their body language seeing what they are responding to because some people want to be yelled at and tortured and other people want to be coddled a little more. And, you know, those different personality types is what makes coaching so challenging is that something different is motivating every single person and trying to really get to the seed of what that motivation is, is the thing that can take you from being, you know, an adequate trainer to an amazing coach is just, if you can inspire them to find that motivation within themselves, it's a, a much more powerful way of moving forward. And they don't, they do feel less like they're being tortured. <laughs> more <laughs> right. like, you know, it's a team effort. Exactly. Exactly. And that just comes from experience, you know, being able to, mm-hmm. to kind of play with different cues, you know, whether it's your word choices mm-hmm. or, or even the tone of your voice and then seeing how the person responds and being like, oh, that was effective. I'll do that again for this person. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's fun. But that's also why I like doing Skype calls with clients so much because I get to see them at least. I get that eye contact. Um, there, even though I'm usually only seeing like the tops of their shoulders and their head, there's still a lot of body language yeah. there. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's important for me to be able to connect with a client and, and feel like I'm getting to know yeah. them on a deeper level um, because there's a lot of trust too that's going into – coaching of any kind you know there has to be some level of trust absolutely Um, and learning about people's goals you know finding out what is what is this thing that's driving them and the actual driving force because a lot of people will have like their goal of what they think that they want and why they want it but there's always more to it which I think is the funnest Mm -hmm. part because once we get to that actual like why they're doing it it's so much more powerful than like oh I want to fit in my jeans like that's very Mm -hmm. general yeah um but it's like well why do you want to fit in your jeans because I want to feel good I want to feel confident yeah you know whatever that is right Mm -hmm. what is the motivation behind the the goal yeah and that takes a little bit of reading between the lines a lot of times and I think it takes a certain personality type to be the kind of coach that you know can connect with those psychological aspects of people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a very challenging and interesting and fascinating and frustrating and maddening <laughs> career, but it's, <laughs> it's what we it's, do. And it's, but when you do get to help, even just like the one person find something within themselves that they didn't know was there, it's so rewarding. Even if the entire process leading very up, fulfilling, yes. <laughs> but even if that entire process leading up to that point was super frustrating, um, because they <laughs> they don't listen or they challenge or and not that challenging isn't a bad thing. You should always question things, um, but you know we we've talked about this before. It's, you know, people, you, someone coming to you seeking advice and then you give them advice and then they do the exact opposite of what you say. And it's like, and then they wonder why things didn't <laughs> yeah. work. And you're like, that's not what I told you to do. What did you think was going to exactly. happen? Well, or they're like, then, where did I go wrong? And I'm and like, then, well, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then nine times out of 10, you know, it's 
it's not that they're not doing what you tell them to do to spite you. It's that a lot of times they're sabotaging themselves. And that's one of the most maddening things is like really wanting success for people and watching them get in their own way. And then at, at that point, you know, you're powerless because they have to be ready for the change. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where most of my frustration comes from. Right. Just, uh, it's so clear, you know, I can so clearly see it, but they just lack the awareness to see that they're getting in their own way. So, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, so much of that is just deep, deep rooted that it's like something that's mm-hmm. been, been, been... <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Noises happen. I had a dog barking in the background a few minutes ago, so oh, noises happen. Kids scream. Not that either of us can we, this, but can we edit that out? <laughs> it's possible. Let's see what we can do. Okay. <laughs> There's always room for edits. <laughs> can we can we rant about how many times ASCAP calls this place every day? <laughs> oh. Well Okay, reestablish uh <laughs> reestablish rant. <laughs> Rant on. on topic rant. <laughs> topic rant. Well, one thing that I know we had talked about not too long ago because the article was recently released, which I think could uh, take us a few different ways, is the article on the Biggest Loser, and uh, the the insanity that the contestants go through to try to win this <sighs> win this goal, and uh, the aftermath that comes that most of them probably don't Aww. anticipate even though if we look at past almost every past season of the biggest loser more than 50% of those contestants ended up regaining weight so it's it's almost a surprise that new contestants going think, into the show I, think, I actually think the statistic is higher than that mm, but I'm not surprised do you want to just do you want to just talk about for a second what was in that article yeah so if people haven't read it they can kind of know what we're talking about yeah you want to take it away yeah so basically it past contestants of the biggest loser are stepping up and speaking out even though i guess in the past there's been some sort of confidentiality arrangement or they weren't really supposed to talk about you know what happened to them after they were on the show but um that most of them had not only regained all the weight that they lost they had actually gained back more weight, and um, I believe it's been, it was a New York Times article, and they were talking about how how the extreme nature of what they had put their body through, not only physically but also nutritionally, had done permanent metabolic damage, mm-hmm. so that their metabolisms had slowed to the point that they were never going to recover from that damage, um, and consequently things that would normally work to help people lose weight, maintain weight loss just isn't adequate for those people anymore. Which is so sad. Which is I mean, tragic. For, it's for so oh. many reasons. A, they just you know, right. You know, the people that sign up for that show, they're not just trying to get on the show because they want to be the person that wins the money. They, they genuinely want to lose that weight. And I think a lot of them think that, it's going to be the stimulus that they need to get them to dedicate themselves to that path. Because maybe they see it as something that, you know, this is not, this is something that's too hard for me to do on my own. So I need to have this much incentive to really get myself to do the things that are going to help me lose this weight. And, and then to find out that actually the opposite is happening in the end. They're hurting themselves yeah. more than and they are the helping. The biggest issue with it to me is not just the people that are going through it on the show that heartbreakingly are there um, because they want to be healthier in their lives, but that it is one of the most popular shows on, what is it, NBC? Mm-hmm. And the way that these people are training is being broadcast to Americans or maybe all over the world and people are getting the wrong message about the right way to lose weight or get leaner or, you know, change your body shape, get healthier. Um, 
that is the thing that bothers me the most. Right, because there's Other already so much conflicting information out there. Those... Right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why people come to us asking for help because they've been doing all of those things and they haven't been working or they've been actually causing more damage than good and they're confused. Like, why isn't this yeah. working for me? Because I see it working for them. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. really glad that... I mean, this isn't the first article like this that has come out. Um, I think it's it's was in a much larger publication this time, which also makes me wonder, too, what that, you know, what they actually have to, the contestants actually have to agree to, to not say, to not talk about um, in order to be on the show. And, gosh, it's just, it's so hard to watch. I've actually only watched, like, a piece or two of the show because I can't watch it because it maddens me (laughs) to watch what they're going through. I used to watch it like a long time ago and then I stopped because because I disagreed with it so strongly and and was just like I can't believe this is what this is what they want people to think real weight loss is. Right. So well I think one thing important about shows like that is it's, they're doing it for an audience. They're doing it for people to watch. They're going to make it dramatic. They want it to look over the top and outrageous, just like any dramatic show, any show that's about drama. We watch it because of the drama. Um, if the show was more realistic and people were making very slow, steady pro- progress, it wouldn't be as much fun to watch. It wouldn't be a show. And I think that's important for people to Uh-oh. remember is that it's a show. Like they're just like any other reality show. They're cutting and pasting. They're planting stories as they see fit to keep it entertaining, to keep people engaged, whether it's right or not. Right. It's uh, it's that the that thing about reality TV where there it has to be this extreme thing. You know, it has to be. Oh, it's the word I'm looking for, like shocking or, mm-hmm. you know, it can't just be something mundane. It has to be just extraordinary to get people's attention. And, and that's, that's inappropriate to do with people's health and fitness in their lives. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, it's not giving them any tools, anything helpful to leave the show with to then be able to apply to their normal life because it's not realistic by any means none of it is not the way they eat not the way they exercise the spotlight that they're put under yeah it's and and i also feel like it is obnoxiously product placement like oh let's see here i can put these veggies in this ziploc smart pack and stick it into my and it's just like oh or you know, when I have a sweet tooth, I'm going to have this stick of extra gum. You know, it's just... It's true. It's so, like, obvious and just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, are people really watching this and they're going, oh, what a good idea. Like, right. I, I need to buy gum this. When I have... <laughs> Nobody wants a stupid piece of gum when they have a sweet tooth. Like, oh, anyways. <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, and you think about yeah. it, that's, it's going to be like, the, like that for every show. I mean, Dr. Oz, we could have a, a, probably a whole episode on, on Dr. Oz. Um, but, oh, uh, my God, Dr. Oz. <laughs> and that, that, mad, I mean, yeah. that maddens me more than anything else, just because so many people are like, he just, you know, he, he's a guru in, in so many people's eyes, and uh, you know, his word is gold, and if he promotes a product... It's like I everybody buys it, whether it's completely bullshit or not. Um, I don't know if he recently blows my mind. He's bl- like, yep. he's like Oprah, <laughs> but way I mean, worse. Yes, you get a bottle of raspberry ketones, and you get a bottle of raspberry ketones. <laughs> oh. That was one of his weight loss things for a while that he was talking about, which, yeah. Yep. Not so much. He might as well say, give me all your money, and I'm going to give you, like, sugar pills that do nothing. Pretty much. But waste your money. 
and make you hopeful. We're going to slap a fancy label on a bottle of placebos and... Mm-hmm. Did you get to see the video? We are out of money and five pounds heavier, then we're going to pitch the next product to you. And did you see the video? This one's not going to work either. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the video of him with um, being uh, talking to the judge when he was being was was going through the lawsuit about his false claims, false promotion. It's great. No. I'll have to. We'll have to find the link and, and put it in the show notes because it's awesome. I mean, it literally is just calling on calling oh, him on all it. the BS, and and the judge is basically saying like, you know, why did you say this when it's not true? Why did you tell people that you know this pill would do X, <laughs> Y, and Z for them? And he's like, well, I didn't actually say that. I didn't make false claims. I said it has the potential. You know, he's very good at choosing his words. Uh, to where Ugh. it could be taken anyway, but he's twisting it in such a way that he can't say like, "Well, I didn't actually uh, say that. That's what it does. It has the potential to." In some people, you know, like his very strategic. I'm wondering uh, who's who the person is that uh, writes his stuff because they're good. They're really good. He's a salesman. He's he's like a he's like a con artist. Completely. Yep. Like a like a modern version of a snake oil salesman. Yep. I don't know how he sleeps at night. I don't either. <laughs> but I can just look at him and go, "Ooh, he looks like a slimy car salesman," you know, and not like yeah. maybe that's just me. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Are we supposed to believe you're more doctory because you do your show in scrubs? Is this necessary? <laughs> Now I'm judging him for fashion reasons, which I feel they're probably designer. In. They're probably designer scrubs too, like fancy scrubs. Oh, no doubt. I'm sure they give him the scrubs for free, and their brand name is slapped across the butt. Yep. And they probably pay him to wear them. Actually, yep. yep. But you know, he gets paid. Which I'm sure obs- that is what he did not answer to the judge, which was. The correct answer would have been, because they're paying me a bunch of money, bitch. Exactly. (laughs) That's why I said these things. (laughs) And regardless of how many times I get sued, I will always have enough money to cover my ass. Probably the case. Wretched. Probably the case. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and these are all things that we look at when we're dealing, working, I'm going to say dealing, working with clients is, you know, we always ask them about Mm -hmm. their past and and different things that they've tried because I can't tell you how many clients have, whose, you know, dieting and exercise histories I've read through and the list of, you know, false claimed supplements they've taken in the hopes of achieving the results that... Mm -hmm they claim to give uh, only to wonder why and some of or, them are really detrimental some of them are the reason that they're having such a hard time now or they're taking diet and nutrition advice from celebrities which have no business giving diet and nutrition advice like or, Paltrow? you know oh oh Paltrow. <laughs> And her, and Anderson. And Anderson. and Anderson. They're like, yes, Tracy Anderson. Just. I'm actually on her email well, sure list. sure you can get purely people to For entertainment purposes. Telling them to eat 800 calories a day. And not lifting anything more than five pounds. Because that'll make oh. you bulky and manly. Which is crazy because they, well, bo- they both have children. They're way over that and they lift them. Well, and, you know, this person is a mother, and there ain't no baby that weighs less than three pounds. It's true, and And they're lifting them. I guess if you can pay someone to nanny your child for you and you never have to hold it, well, then you wouldn't have to ever lift three pounds, but just as... That's true. That's probably what's happening. It just... (laughs) Yeah, Paltrow gets me all fired up. Well, because honestly, too, she has a trainer and she has a nutritionist. She has someone that helps her cook, most likely. So the fact that she has all of this, this, this help and this, you know, 
these plans put together for her and then goes on and gives advice. I mean, it's very much similar to like, which I deal with as well. It's like a woman who does a bikini competition and then she wins the show and she decides that now she should be a coach because she knows how to win a show. And it's like, that's not how it works. No. At all. I mean, then a lot of, I mean, that's just like, you know, a lot of times the best athletes make the worst coaches because they're just, they're naturals at what they do and they never really ever had to think about it because it just came so easily or, or they had, they had a good coach. It was all laid out for them. Um, but they never took time, took time to break down. How do I actually teach this to someone or, you know, what, what is the appropriate approach for another person in the beginning? You know, it's, it's rarely that simple. It's true. Mm-hmm. Just I, I won. I'm a winner. I'm gonna teach other people too. I think you have to just have a natural knack. I'm a to... jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Nobody's judging. It's okay me. though because I know it Nobody's and I'm all right with me. it. <laughs> exactly. And see, I'm the opposite. I tend to be a people pleaser. Um, and I wish I could be more of a jerk sometimes, especially when it's actually warranted and I'm allowed to, and it's appropriate to, I, I still bite my tongue. I'm working on it. I really am. I'm working on it. So see, again, it's a nice balance. <laughs> you could say all the things that I actually am thinking. <laughs> and then I don't have to well, feel bad about while it while we're on the topic of, um. Well, while we're ranting and we've got you all fired up, I feel like you're right there on the edge, Alex. <laughs> that we, you just need a little nudge. You can so, like, nudge away. All right, I'm just going to keep <laughs> ranting because there's a lot of things that really make me mad. And one of them is, okay, my pet peeve right now is on Instagram, pictures of acai bowls and avocado toast. <laughs> okay, first of all. I don't need to see a picture of everything that you eat. And I know this is controversial, me saying this, because for some reason people love to take pictures of their food and put them on the Internet. And I don't get that, but it's okay. But if it's if – it's I'm not – I really want to drop an F-bomb, but I'm not going to. Uh, if it's a smoothie or in a in a mason jar with, like, several layers and – First of all, it doesn't taste as good as it looks, and you're not fooling anyone. Second of all, eating carbs in the morning is not, I mean, okay. We, we are proponents of the carb night solution, night being one of the key pieces of it. So obviously, one well, hoping that our listeners know that we do not encourage you to eat a lot of carbohydrates in the morning for breakfast or in general in the form of a smoothie and avocado toast. (laughs) Do you have anything you'd like to add, Alex? Well, I actually just saw a commercial for, I can't actually remember what the commercial was for now that I think about it because I was so focused on the message, which I thought was awesome. And it's basically showing a family getting ready in the morning and, and the mom's pouring cereal and it's at first it's the cereal coming out of the box and then it's just sugar coming out of the box and then the dad goes in the fridge huh. and pours a glass of orange juice and at first it's just the orange juice coming out and then it's just sugar coming out it's basically just showing how much sugar most people are eating in the morning wow. and not thinking about it as sugar yeah. when it actually is they're like oh i'm mm-hmm. eating healthy um, I'm eating cereal and milk i'm getting my day started right because breakfast is the most important meal of the day yogurt Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. and that actually ties into. That's, was it like a? I can't. Was I it can't, like a diabetes commercial or something? You know, it sh- it, it could have been actually. It totally could have been. I can't it's, remember it's what it was. Like I was so focused pharmaceutical. on pharmaceutical. It's very possible. Damn good commercial. Um, That's great, though. I'm glad to hear that 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 kind was. of message is getting out there because mm-hmm. that's a pretty powerful image there. Because it that's exactly what's happening. And even if, you know, you know, some of these, like, skinny beach bitches that are like, oh, eat like me and you can get skinny. And they, ha- I mean, they're like vegetarians and they just want you to eat nothing but fruit all the time. And I get 
so mad because it just because it's you know they're like eat your colors and I'm just going <laughs> okay <laughs> you can't just eat your colors and you're gonna like look like them because these people I mean a lot of them just have looked that way their entire life. You know, they, they didn't have to, it's not their, you know, they just were blessed with that ideal metabolism. Mm -hmm. It's true. But, you know, and that's why I think the smoothies and the acai bowls and the avocado toast make me so mad because it's like, they, they're making people think they, they're doing a healthy thing. And it's just another example. And I, and I do think they have good intentions, so I'm not hating on them, but it's still like, gets me kind of fired up. Um, but there, it's still getting the wrong message out there yeah. about the way that you need to be fueling your body. If you want more muscle and less fat on your frame. Right. And, and one thing, I mean, and this is going to be like an ongoing message. We, we talk about it almost every time on, on every episode and it's, you know, when you pay attention to your body and how you feel and you when after you've done an activity or you've eaten something, if you don't feel great, maybe it wasn't for you. You know, so there's always going to be this level of like trial and error. If you wanted to try it out to see what happens, like for me, when I first started doing carb night, I did it in prep for a competition. And my mindset was that after the show, I was going to go back and eat, I'm doing air quotes again, normally. Um, because I, f- <laughs> I, I thought of it just as, you know, this is my competition prep diet. And then I was going to go trans- transition into another way of eating, a more normal, again, air quotes, normal way of eating. And the first day that I had carbs before noon, I was starving in like a half an hour. I got hangry for the first time since I started the prep. And I wanted to take a nap. Wow. I mean, it happened. It was like a two-hour window where, like, I ate the thing, which was probably oatmeal, which I hate, unless it's an oatmeal cookie. It's the only time I'm going to eat oatmeal. Um, but it's a health food. I know. But it's a healthy food. It's full of fiber. Oatmeal is uh, health food. <laughs> but I realized, like, that's just not. I feel so much better not having carbs earlier in the day. And that's just sure. I could eat carbs in the morning if I wanted to, like absolutely. But I know I'm not going to feel good afterwards. So, a if I want to eat the carbs, that's okay as long as I'm willing to accept how I'm possibly, most likely, going to feel afterwards. Or I'll make a better choice and feel good and satiated and have stable energy throughout the day and not have to think about food again. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you could try anything that you want but as long as you're paying attention to the feedback that your body is giving you as to was this a good choice for me that's going to be the most valuable tool that you can ever have and be able to then make good choices mm-hmm. moving forward and that's not to say that you can't make a bad choice or make a choice because that's what you want to have as long as you understand what the ramifications might be yes it should be a conscious choice. It should be a decision. It shouldn't be you're eating this because it's what somebody else said that you should eat at this time. Mm-hmm. And I, it, a lot of times it surprises me how much people don't make the connection A plus B equals C. I ate this. I felt bad. Therefore, it, I'm doing something wrong. You know, like this, is, this isn't the best choice for me. Right. Um, and that's, that's something that we try to teach people a lot of times is like pay attention, you know, Take, you know, take a minute to go to try to connect the dots, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yep. Well, but I mean, so many people are just out of, out of touch with that um, or don't, you oh, know, ha- it, haven't ever taken the time me, before. Like, so they don't really know how to do that. We have clients that walk in here and they're, you know, they want to come in and start exercising immediately. And when they're not getting the results they want, I start talking to them about their diet. And inevitably, so, such a high percentage of them say to me, well, I eat pretty good. And I say, I'm, I'm like, well, how's that working out for you? Because you must think you're doing something right, but clearly something is not right. Because what is the evidence showing you? Right. Exactly. Not the results that you want. Exactly. So. Well, I eat pretty good. Yeah, I bet you do. 
What'd you have for for breakfast? A banana and some yogurt. And I'm like, oh, my God. Caltrop. (laughs) Yogurt is not a meal. Straight from a... Straight Next from... time somebody tells me they had like avocado toast for breakfast, I'm just gonna like scream at them, Paltro, and like shake my fist at them. <laughs> and, and they're not gonna know why, but it's gonna amuse me. Well, I I just I had this. Really <laughs> I had this conversation with a client who sends me her food logs for the first time, and and she's actually following the general guidelines of, of the protocols. Um, but she was like, hunger uh, was such an issue. She was like, I'm just, I just feel like I'm hungry all the time. And I'm like, have good macro ranges. And I'm like, well, I need to see what the macro ranges are. Like, what, what are they being made up of? And after looking at her logs, I realized that she wasn't actually having any meals. It was like literally snacky foods all day long. And I'm like, a handful of nuts and some beef jerky and like a fiber thing is not a meal or like a piece of cheese and two hard-boiled eggs is not a meal that's a snack and you're eating snacks all day long and you wonder why you're hungry it's amazing well and then some of them still think they're supposed to eat like every three hours and stay under 1200 calories a day how do you eat six times a day and stay under 1200 calories a day like, because you're literally eating that like, two would be bites like snacking of food. all day long you are and I, I mean i did this which is crazy when i think back to like yeah. when i did that like i actually ate three meals or six girl meals i did it too <laughs> a day and i had like two bites of sweet potato because it was two ounces and i was like who eats two bites of sweet potato <sighs> or brown rice or quinoa yeah. which i literally just i cleaned out some cabinets and realized that i had two boxes of quinoa somehow in the back and I like put them in a box to get rid of like all this stuff needs to go I'm never gonna eat it I'd rather have white rice sushi than quinoa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well is- and it's so refreshing that some of the foods that previously seemed off limits if you were trying to keep a really tight nutrition regimen um to me, it's liberating that on carb night, you can have those things. And it's not a cheat day. And it's not, you know, a naughty food. It's actually good for your fitness. You mm-hmm. need to eat these things to help you keep more muscle on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was really liberating for me. Agreed. When I found out, I mean, I, girl, I didn't eat gluten for like five years. <laughs> that was really sad. It was a sad five years. <laughs> but that's just, you know, when you're that dedicated to something. It's true. And, right. And if like, that's what you feel right, like you need to I do, can. you you make the commitment. Yeah. You do. It's true. Yes. It's very, very true. Just like I, I did that with dairy when I was eating the six meals a day. I was like, dairy's, I was told dairy mm. was not effective for fat loss. So I completely eliminated it. Um, and I remember actually after not, it was probably like six or eight weeks of not having any dairy. And then after the show, deciding I, all I wanted was an ice cream cone and getting so sick, like, like keeled over oh, yeah. in pain because I wasn't Aww. used to digesting the dairy. And my body was like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Why would you do that? You haven't had a had dairy in two months and now you're going to eat an entire, like, it was like a very yeah. big ice cream cone. And then I proceeded to just be sick for the next three but, hours. I was like, that's not fun. Oh, that's that's interesting, though, because I can't, I can't do really ice cream either. Yeah. It, it's one of the things that, like, you know, you kind of have to play around with what works well for you, what doesn't work for you on your carb night. And ice cream, I can't really do it. Oh, it's such a shame. It messes with me too much. Well, I'll eat enough for both yeah. of us. How about that? Because it's, it's delicious. It's so good. I actually, but, this know. past Saturday, I did a Baskin-Robbins run. Do you have Baskin-Robbins out there? Do you know what that is? Yeah. Baskin? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like a, a a national chain or not, but they have this new warm yeah. cookie sundae where you can like choose two different kinds of cookies and they warm them up in the microwave and then they put, you know, two or three flavors of ice cream on and then do like the... The chocolate syrup, or the caramel sauce, uh-huh. the whipped cream, and the cherry, uh-huh. and the nuts. Yeah, that's like great, amazing. Alex. I'm sorry. I'm really enjoying hearing so about good. 
<laughs> I have ahead, a thing. Rub it in. <laughs> I have a thing about like warm and cold. Like, and, and actually, this is a great oh. little. This, this could so be a great takeaway for carb night. When people are having a hard time choosing like what they want to have for carb nights or even a backload, it's like, you know, I have my go tos that I've experimented with over the years that are like, I know what I like. I'm a bit of a carb snob now. I'm not going to waste my carbs on shitty carbs. There I swore for the day. Mm-hmm. That's my swear word. Um, and I completely. Good just- job, you did it. <laughs> It totally threw me off. I lost. My, I forgot what I was going to say now because I, I was too focused on the swear word. Sorry. That's you were funny. talking about okay. not eating shitty carbs. Yeah. So when you're when you're trying to choose what to have for carb night, like there's there's always going to be experiment, like play with different carbs, eat them, see how you feel, see what the result was like. Did it sit well with you? But something that I like to do is I love different textures on my carb night because we don't get a lot of like crunchy things on low carb days. Um, sort of snacky items mm-hmm. so I try to have a variety like I want ice cream because it's got like a creaminess to it um, that I don't really get mm-hmm. um, I love the warm cookie like I like texture and temperature combinations if that makes sense like I love having like either Yo, chip, yes, chips does. or like tortilla chips and so yeah. there you go like some peach cobbler with right with ice cream ice cream on the top so good. Sounds delicious right now. So good. I'm actually kind of getting excited because I get the backload tonight. Nice. <laughs> so, you're making me like daydream about, ooh, what am I going to eat tonight? Because <laughs> well, then at the end, it's like so, it's so much more satisfying when you're like, oh, I had like a really nice variety of things. Um, I was able to then pay attention. You're right. Hopefully you're paying attention to like how it made you feel. And honestly, ice cream like it, it generally makes me kind of gassy when I eat it, but the, the result I get from it is so worth that little bit of discomfort right after I eat it <laughs> that I've just accepted. I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit bloated after I eat ice cream. Do you mean? But the next day, do you I mean that you feel, feel like it gives you a big insulin spike? Yes. Oh, like hot and sweaty. Okay. Hot. Like after I had that oh, wow. warm cookie sundae, I literally woke up from the sweat running down my face because it tickled <laughs> like it tickled me and I woke up and I was like oh my god I'm like drenched in sweat right now this is happening I was like that was that such a good awesome. choice awesome. I gotta go to Baskin Robbins again oh I love that oh well you heard about the meat sweat but now it's like it's you a carb get the carb sweat that's how you I know do. you got it's a true. nice high insulin spike it's true Got sweaty. It's usually and then you like get thirsty. Yeah, you know, like you start thirst. taking your shirt off. You're like, no, it's true. That happened. <laughs> I tell, mm-hmm. I tell people, tell clients that when I'm like, oh, when you're looking for cues as to if, if this is, you know, you're getting a good spike. That's a great one. For, for me, it's like thirst is first. Yeah. Crazy thirst. I might get like a little energy boost. Start talking really fast, which doesn't last long because I usually crash pretty soon after that. Um, but by dinner time, I'm like taking my clothes off. It's hot. Yes. <laughs> You're like turning the AC up. <laughs> like turn the ceiling fans on. Yeah. Exactly. Sitting by the window. Waiting for the breeze. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun to be able to pay attention to those things, both good and bad. You know, yeah. and I've experimented with that on low carb days where I'm like, you know, especially when we were making the cookbooks. You know, there was a lot of experimentation um, and and, and terrible fails that took place during that whole process where obviously I need to try all the food, uh, the meals, and make sure that they taste good, but that they actually make me feel good too. And then they sustain me throughout the day. Um, And there were definitely a lot of fails that were not shared. Because (laughs) That's really good, though, that you put that that level of integrity behind what you put out there because you're not just going, oh, I know how to eat low carb and making the numbers line up right. You're like actually testing it out and giving them like things that you would actually eat yourself. Yep. I think that's awesome. Yep. Well, it's important. And I like, and I do that for, for coaching too. Like I never recommend an approach or a plan to somebody that I haven't yet tried on myself first 
and can then speak mm-hmm. from experience. And if and if and when a client does ask about something that I haven't, I'm very open with the fact that like you could try it. I've never done it, so I can't say whether it might right. work or not. But by all means, and if you know if you're okay with that, just working together to see how it goes, I'm game. If you are. Um, but I'll definitely never. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. I'm also a terrible liar. So, uh, especially when, uh, when we can too. see each other when we're on Skype <laughs> and, and you can I see my face. I, I can't. I can't lie. It's just. It's written. All, it's very yeah, clear that I'm, I'm lying. I'm totally the same way, and I also like. I used to feel like, okay, I'm the coach. That means I have to know everything. And it, at some point, I got really okay with saying, I don't know the answer to that, you know, and, and I think that instead of, I was always worried that, oh, if I don't know something, they're going to think I'm just, I'm not smart enough to be their coach. But at some point I realized that by saying, I don't know the answer to that actually made them trust me more. You know, they, they are just like, okay, well, she's honest about, you know, she's not just bullshitting me all the time. Right. Well, and it's good for us so, to be able to be enough. asked qu- tough questions like that because, I mean, I, I assume that you want to continue learning and growing and, and discovering new techniques for things, whether it's with diet or training. And if if we're not asked those questions, we won't know what we don't know. And so I love being right, asked something exactly. that I don't know. I'm like, let's figure it out. Let's make it a project. Yep. Me too. I usually say, I don't know, but I'm going to try to find out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I've actually been writing an article that um, hopefully should be wrapping up soon once I get the, the cool charts and graphs all together, which I'm feeling very fancy about that I'm going to include those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's about a, a very recent <laughs> experiment that I've been running that at first I didn't realize was an experiment um, until about a month in. And I was like, this is kind of this is kind of cool. Let's see where this goes. And so I've been following it now for about three and a half months um, with very cool results. So you guys can uh, stay tuned for that. But it just kind of goes to show that, you know, I've been at this for a long time now. I'm in October. I'll be coming up on six years that I've been following these protocols, Um, you know, some variation of them always generally saving carbs for the later parts of the day. Um, but it's it's really fun to just play with things sometimes and see what happens. And I think when you go into it with that mindset of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just find out. And, and having this sort of like relaxed attitude, yeah. um, it's so much more fun and interesting to see what comes from it. Rather than having like this this crazy, crazy structured, this is how it is always all the time and being like stressed out about it and making things work. Uh, I think the fact that right. a big a big component of why this is working well is because I have been stress free about it and I'm literally just going with the flow. I'm like, let's do yeah. this today and see what happens. Um, very nonchalant attitude yeah. and it's well, you're just well. you're you're just a scientist you know you're mm-hmm. you're testing out new theories and you're collecting data and you are keeping what works and discarding what doesn't and I think that I mean that's an excellent method for for learning and also you know in, increasing the amount of knowledge that we have about fitness and nutrition protocols that work mm-hmm. so and how the body responds. Um, yeah, totally. It actually makes me very excited. To... I mean, that's exactly how I've learned everything about nutrition and exercises because I've been experimenting on myself <laughs> for my entire life. And you've been in the game for a, long, for a <laughs> whole while. Life. Mm-hmm. Whole life. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Just one long, one long diet, nutrition fitness experiment (laughs) (laughs) which is which is so fun to be able to to play with especially as you which you have been doing a lot recently you've you've transitioned into different goals um you know you you yes had had one goals to begin with and 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 applied certain nutritional protocols too and then you experimented another way and I think um feeling comfortable in adapting that to whatever the goal might be at any given time is uh, very liberating and 
exciting to know that you can tailor it any way. You're like, the possibilities are endless. Uh, and I'll tell you the really thrilling thing to me is that I can keep getting better and better and better results. So yeah, it's true. You know, and... I am as you are and as everyone, I'm the oldest I've ever been right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about, Oh, you start to go downhill after you pass 35 or what? I mean, all evidence, in my physical experience, to the contrary, right? I am, I am leaner, more muscular, and stronger than I have ever been right now. And that is very exciting to me that I have that much control over, mm-hmm. over my body, my physical expression. Like that, that's empowering and really exciting. And, and honestly, it's, it's exciting for me to watch because for for anybody who who doesn't follow um uh follow you online like on your Instagram and whatnot I mean obviously it's a little bit harder because people don't understand or know necessarily like what's going on behind the scenes but I mean when we Mm -hmm. first met your goal was very different than it is now it was you know you were just trying to kind of fix your health and and doing a little bit of workouts here and there and just letting in old injuries heal you know you just wanted to be healthier and and then you started getting really strong <laughs> and then like crazy strong <laughs> and now your goal is to be like super super strong and you're just hitting numbers like crazy numbers without really trying hard you're just doing what you can physically it's, do and it's it's so f- exciting for me to watch i'm like look at her go this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's really like I'm glad that my oversharing on Instagram is fun for <laughs> for somebody to watch but and maybe um it would be more engaging to be more transparent about what is going on behind the scenes because you know um I just I had an injury and I had an adrenal condition for a while and was kind of trying to recover from that this is just the backstory of what Alex was talking about but um so I was like, well, I can't really work out to perform right now because there were certain body parts that just weren't cooperating. So I'm just going to see if I can get my ass to look really good. And that just I just kind of stumbled on, <laughs> you know, some stuff that just really started clicking and working. And, and I also think that that's, that can be a good reframe for people who have injuries. You know, if you don't, if you don't just, reject the injury as something negative that's happening to you if you can just look at it and go all right I'm I'm supposed to be getting some kind of message here because at the end of the day if I hadn't had the shoulder injury I wouldn't be like well I'm just gonna work on my ass but I I honestly contribute a lot of the success of you know all my lifts going up more recently to balancing out a glute weakness that I never knew I had and and in combination with dialing in my nutrition, which I already thought was kind of dialed in, but um, yeah, so that's been, that's been super exciting. So, and I guess it's, it's kind of hard to like piece that story together from the little snapshots that are on Instagram, but that's the story. (laughs) Which I think also brings us to a good point for those who do follow people on Instagram. What you see is not necessarily what's happening. Okay. Oh, people exactly. share what they want to share, That's myself right. included. <laughs> Sometimes I do it for <laughs> entertainment purposes. Right. Sometimes right. I do it because people's I really enjoyed my meal. And I'm the one that is sharing all my food online. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just, that's me guilty speaking is how you're in the nutritious guilty in the nutrition <laughs> coaching business I think that's I think it's appropriate <laughs> okay good okay people seem to like it I don't know and maybe they're lying and you don't post pictures of avocado toast and acai bowls and smoothies and mason jars so it's okay it's true it's true <laughs> I did make a salad. It's I did. Food. It's not. I did make a salad in a mason jar not too long ago, but it, it was a, it was on the side, of some meat. So there was there was meat in the picture too. 
And it was purely for convenience because all of my Tupperware was dirty. But there was a mason jar. Uh, I mean, I'm not hating on mason jars. I really am not. But <laughs> it's just, there's just something about the RC fartsy smoothie that has like seven layers and this like spilling over the top and there's a little raspberry perfectly placed on the side and I know you know it does not taste that good it's true. you know and, it doesn't and it I, can't I like to actually <laughs> eat food like I want to chew it I want to like have the whole experience I don't yeah. want to drink a meal I really don't like I love my yeah. coffee that's not a meal though coffee's not a meal it's my, it's right. my morning kickstarter my get shit done fuel a smoothie smoothie let's not a be meal. honest a smoothie is a milkshake it is a milkshake, milkshake. it is it is i mean unless if you were you're to... blending up like spinach or something <laughs> in which case ew <laughs> i know regardless of what you say it doesn't taste good i'm sorry and and i know this no. because i before this all of these protocols started when I was trying to eat all the you know the six meals a day. I was trying any way that I could get the food in because it sucked, and I I stomached a lot of things that I told myself were good that weren't mm-hmm. because I had to tell myself it in order oh, to actually be able to eat it. I was like, oh, this is delicious. No, it's not. It's not. Well, maybe maybe on some future podcast we can talk about all the different. Uh, forms of diet that I have tried in my life because that could be pretty entertaining because there when I did the um oh yeah (laughs) well when I went through my uh raw vegan um living foods phase like and I'm not hating on any of this stuff by the way because I I went there I tried it I get it but we are here to bring the message to the people of the best way to do it but yeah so there was this stuff that they called energy soup and it's just a bunch of lettuce and like, yeah, it's called energy soup. It's just lettuce blended up together. And then you drink the lettuce and like, who are you going? Why wouldn't you just eat it? Why wouldn't you just eat it? It seems like so much more work than you have to like wash the blender. Well, it has like, it also has like, um, some sprouts blended up into it so there's like mung sprouts and sunflower sprouts and lettuce and uh, I, I actually love spinach sprouts. because I didn't like when the chunks of lettuce didn't blend up <laughs> it was ew <laughs> it had like a half an apple and literally if it wasn't completely smooth if it had anything that was like needed to be chewed in it I could not handle it it would make me gag and I used to hold my nose and just chug it and it's not that it tasted that bad I just felt like those flavors were inappropriately in a liquid form yeah, like it should well, and, and then at that point why not just sit down <laughs> and eat all of those things you know what I mean like it's like oh here are all the things I would put in a smoothie why don't I actually just eat them as they are yeah. Rather than blending them together into a s- soup thing. Well, and actually, chewing is kind of important. It like, is really it's important. It's important for the muscles in your face. Yeah. Uh, did, did you read that? Did you see that article that they about the jaws? The actual, like, um, yeah. jaw shape changing the shape because of, of our... faces are changing? Crazy. We'll put a link to that in there. It somewhere. is crazy. Because we all eat, like, soft baby food now. <laughs> I was the kid. Well, my mom was, a, like, a total hippie. So, you know, this has a lot to do with it. But oh. I grew up with the garden, like, a vegetable garden in the yard. Um, you know, so if I wanted, like, oh, that's awesome. you know, go pick some tomatoes. Um, but she was also, like, super healthy. We weren't allowed, like, there was no sugary snacks in the house. I never ate cereal because the only cereal cereal we were allowed to eat was fra- was uh, grape nut flakes, which are terrible. Like, as a kid, who's going to eat grape nut flakes? They're <laughs> disgusting. I was actually traumatized yeah, one time true. by grape nut flakes, and now I have this thing about soggy cereal. <laughs> I can't get past it. We'll talk about that another time. But... Like, if I wanted a snack, my mom was like, oh, go pick some green beans from the garden. <laughs> like, that's literally the snacks that I had. Oh, wow. Raw green. And I love them to this day. Like, give me some cherry tomatoes and some that's... raw green beans, and I'm good to go. 
like those were my snacks like we didn't oh, have right. chips or crackers in the house it was like get some string cheese oh grab a hard-boiled egg we had bread in the house but it was whole wheat and like I didn't like whole wheat bread so I just didn't eat it <laughs> like I go to the garden and pick some raw wow. veggies and snack on them um so maybe that's why my I've still yet to have well, any cavities actually <laughs> strong teeth wow <laughs> that's amazing no I mean I I probably grew up with a better than average because my mom is an amazing cook and she was actually a home ec major in college. And so she, she was cooking up some really good dinners almost every single night. And we lived out in the country and we, we had like a little, um, like a, I would say a garden, a garden is the wrong word for it, but we, we grew vegetables too and had mm-hmm. like tons of them. So we definitely grew up eating like lots of, healthy fresh vegetables but um we also had just like normal conventional what you would think of as like in the standard american diet so i just remember being a kid and i would get you know i would get snacky and go in the pantry and like pour a bowl of cereal and oh we're out of milk so i would put syrup on it and then (laughs) wondered why i was such a fat kid you know just oh syrup on cereal what a great idea it is a really but, good idea. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I mean, it was liquid, you know. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. No milk, just use syrup. Yeah. It's a wonder that I don't have diabetes, <laughs> or I didn't. Yeah. It's a wonder for a lot of people, actually. Not that I, and I, and I think about that when I look at <laughs> that story. Probably took a turn that you weren't expecting <laughs> after this. Healthy meals in uh, home garden. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try this cereal and syrup thing on my next garb night and see what happens. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. I, then, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, my parents sat me down and they were like, all right, you got kind of fat and we want you to lose <laughs> some weight. And so that, I think, that was kind of the thing that, started me being interested in fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. and like I joined the gym when I was like 15 and went on a diet and that's when all of my experimentation with fitness nice. and nutrition started was mm-hmm. that early so interesting here I am 25 <laughs> years later doing her thing with success yeah mm-hmm. yes but you know it it's it's not like I was born with this body and that's, that's something that um, speaks to the legitimateness of this program is that if I could start, have that much of a rough start and still get this greater result and I turn 40 in two days, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I think that's a gift yep. to everybody who comes across this information. So. And it can be utilized in so many different ways. The possibilities exactly. are endless. Exactly. It, it, mm-hmm. To me, it's the easiest, I don't want to say plan, plan is maybe the wrong word, but it's the easiest one I've ever tried to follow just because it does feel so liberating. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get some indulgences when I need them and that satisfies me and does the trick. Mm-hmm. And there's no guilt associated with it which no. for me it was no. the most and, exciting part yeah mm-hmm. right it's not you're not cheating right i'm, I I'm to supposed to correct I my people all this. the time no it's not a cheat night nope it's it's carb night and you need to eat it it's important so mm-hmm. eat all the carbs <laughs> that's right <laughs> and don't disturb me while i'm stuffing my face Exactly. <laughs> I have this uh <laughs> I have this this pose that I hit apparently after I'm finished eating. I didn't notice it until my guy pointed it out and he was like, "Every time you're done, you sit back, you lean a bit, lean back, you know, when I'm eating, I'm like leaning forward, I'm just like over the plate, I'm doing my thing, focused on the food. When I'm done, I re- I like kind of recline back a little bit and I always hook my right arm over the back of a chair." It's my I'm done, I'm satisfied pose, he calls it. So 
<laughs> so he never has to ask I if I'm done because be when I when I hit the pose, he's like, she's done. She's had enough. I <laughs> she's think in you the need to post a photo of that on Instagram. Okay, okay I will. <laughs> I will. I think I have like a little smile says, too. I'm done. <laughs> you just have that after carb glow. <laughs> I do. It's true. Well, it's actually for any meal. It's not just carbs. It's just my oh. My I'm done eating, I'm satisfied pose. I'm not, I never even knew I did it until he pointed out. He's like, do you know you do that every time? And I'm like, I had no idea. I'm just getting comfortable. That's even better. I know. Okay, I'll get a picture because it, it'll be good. <laughs> Put a little thing <laughs> at the bottom. <sighs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, we got to wrap things up because uh, we're a little bit longer than we uh might normally be but it's hard to stop a rant when we're in the middle of it so um i I just want to say i'm so excited to have you be the co-host on the show and um, i'm hoping everybody else is as well Um, if you guys have any questions topics you'd like us to cover um, you can feel free to put them in the comments of the show on the either on the body.io homepage where the show is um, where you can listen to it right there um, on the site or in iTunes or even on the Body.io Facebook group page um, or fan page. You can definitely post comments, questions there uh, for either of us. And we would love to answer them and talk about different topics that are interesting for you guys. So feel free to give us some feedback. And because uh, this show, I mean, as as much of as selfish as it might seem when we bring people on, different guests and the things that we talk about, it's for you guys. So we want to make sure that we're we're hitting on all the important things. So, thank you for being on the show, and I'm excited for what's to come. I'm so excited too. I think this is going to be really fun. It will be. So, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Her Body, and we will catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Shayna Alverson. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance. <laughs>